Carol Ofori, yeah. East Coast Radio. On the line we have Professor John Stremlau, Department of International Relations, School of Social Sciences at Wits University. Professor, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you very much. I'm fine. I hope you're well. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. A little bit concerned about what's happening in Russia and U- Ukraine. And are we warranted to be concerned? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. From Africa's standpoint, of course, there were the opportunity costs of this terrible revisiting of the 19th century um, ethnic nationalism that uh, Putin is to be uh, bent on on subsuming uh, in the case of uh, Ukraine. But at the same time, uh, when the European Union and African leaders met uh, for their summit, their annual summit a couple of weeks ago, or last week, I guess, uh, they blew off all of the important issues like climate change and, and uh, dealing with vaccine nationalism and getting COVID taken care of here and getting food and agriculture developed and, and uh, trade relations solidified. All the issues that the African Union cares about were obscured by the fact that we've got this preoccupation with the 19th century problem. Now, I think the most important question everybody's asking who have not been able to follow this story is, why does Russia have a problem with Ukraine? Putin has a problem with Ukraine because Putin conjures up a history of Russian hegemony over the Ukrainian territory. He refuses to acknowledge that in 1991, the Ukrainian people voted to succeed, secede from the former Soviet Union as the Union was collapsing. And they have a national self-determination that has been recognized by the United Nations. And by the way, there was a special debate on Monday night at the United Nations. And if you haven't seen the the presentations very brief by the Kenyan um, uh, ambassador, um, he was very clear in pointing out that Africa inherited from empires arbitrary territories, but they decided not to try to transform those territories to put the work aggregate their integration gradually by not having wars over people who were separated by these ter- arbitrarily imperial imposed territories. And, and in a sense, that's what's really at stake in Ukraine, is can the Russians go in and fall for a false flag, foment unrest in Donbass region of the eastern Ukraine, where there are a lot of Russian speakers, but it is part of Ukraine. It's part of Ukraine the same way that uh, uh, Europe is our, our next door in Benin in, in West Africa or uh, any place in Africa. So, you know, what are we going to be if we're going to have anarchy and conflict? I see. And now for the African continent, there's rumors already that petrol could even reach as high as 30 rand per liter should this continue. What are the implications for us here on the ground? Well, the implications are, are political that I, that I mentioned earlier, but also economic, clearly. And we really don't know. Uh, Biden is trying to reassure everyone that uh, stockpiles will be tapped and the prices will um, rise, but we all have to pay a price for containing uh, this kind of a problem of trying to force a territorial um, uh, independent state to yield to a, a hegemonic, hegemonic ethnic nationalist leader. Uh, but the price of petrol is, is uh, going over almost $100 a barrel now, and that's going to be felt at the pump here sooner or later. So that is going to be a terrible cost for South Africans who can't afford uh, to have more price hikes on, on, on oil, for sure, given the other problems we've had with COVID and the like. So it's, it's going to be painful, but we don't know how painful. Yeah, we don't know how painful. How likely is this, um, as people are calling it, to be World War Three? Is this alarmist 
or is this a reality? It's alarmist. Uh, there, there are very clear dividing lines here, and there is a risk always. Uh, it's a throwback to the old uh, Cold War period, I suppose. But I don't think this is a new Cold War. I think that what Putin is trying to do, he's 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 transformed Belarus into a uh, into a puppet regime, a satellite. Uh, the, the 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 false election in 2020 that Lukashenko won uh, has been very well documented. So he's got Belarus. Now he's trying to get reinstalled um, someone like uh, Viktor Lukashenko, who was the, uh, uh, um, the, the, the uh, puppet of, of uh, control until, 19, until 2014, when there was a popular orange revolution and uh, uh, Viktor Bukovic uh, 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 was expelled and left and going back to Moscow. And they've had democratic elections since then. But then Putin, you know, sort of violated the territorial integrity of Ukraine by annexing Crimea, which is a province of, of, of Ukraine, and now starting the, the insurgencies in the eastern regions. And now he's going to send troops in and apparently try to take over Ukraine. Um, but I don't think it's going to escalate. The, the U.S. and NATO are not going to send troops into uh, uh, Ukraine because it is not a member of NATO. But what happens to Estonia, Lit uh, Lit uh, Latvia, and Lithuania, the Baltic small states, we don't know. Uh, but I think that what Biden has done is drawn a red line and say, look, these are NATO members and just stay out. And so we'll see what happens. But I don't think it's going to escalate the nuclear war. With Biden having drawn the red line and other and countries following suit with their own sanctions on Russia, how effective are the sanctions in stopping Putin and what he's doing? And also, will countries like South Africa also impose sanctions considering our relationship with Russia? I, I don't think South Africa. I heard Melody Pandor, Dr. Pandor, this morning, and she was trying to walk a line arguing for the, the diplomacy but, but trying to draw moral equivalence, which is a bit overdrawn right now, because no one, no one thinks that Ukraine is about to attack Russia. No one thinks that NATO countries are about to attack Russia, or that the U.S. is going to put troops there and, and attack Russia. So, so it, 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 is, it is the fact that um, what we, we, we have uh, to look at is, can, can diplomacy be resumed and can we find a compromise solution that goes forward? I think Russia's fear of, uh, of NATO is grossly exaggerated, even though Putin seems to think he needs to rebuild the satellites to insulate Russia so that he can then repress. Don't forget, Putin has changed the, the constitution of, of uh, Russia so that he can stay in power until 2036, when he's in his 80s. He will have been there longer than Joseph Stalin. Wow. And he is a total autocrat. Wow. And lastly, uh, Prof, in your experience, and you being the person who's watched history and followed pol this political situation, how do you think this could end? I think it's going to end with some sort of a compromise that is going to uh, reassure the Russians that... Uh, NATO is not a member, that Ukraine is not about to become a member, but Putin, don't forget, is playing a long game. And one of the great uncertainties is what kind of civil unrest will there be in Ukraine? That's what we should watch. But also then, where about the, what about the democratic forces that were, were active 
back when Gorbachev was was uh, uh, head of, uh, of the, the, the crumbling Soviet Union. Are there going to be protests in uh, against uh, uh, Putin, a revolution or a coup? I see. Well, Professor, thank you so much for your time. I think you've pa- painted a much better picture. And uh, as you said, a lot of the talks are a little bit alarmist, but definitely something as Africans we should definitely be watching that's happening. As you said, you know, the price of petrol and other things could um, affect us uh, right here on home soil. So thank you so much, Prof, for your time. My pleasure. Bye-bye. Bye. That is uh, Professor uh, John Strimlau from the Department of International Relations School of Social Sciences at the University of Witwatersrand. Carol Ofori, weekdays 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. East Coast Radio.